Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Another episode of Let's Cover That with Will Sullivan and my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Ryan Eater, founder and CEO at Include Health. Ryan, we're so thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, likewise. Thanks for having me. So, Ryan, tell us about how you entered the healthcare industry. Uh, sure. It's interesting uh, a little bit because my background's in design, product design. So, like, prior to Include, I designed golf clubs for Nike and TaylorMade and, like, medical equipment for Ethicon and Stryker. And uh, technically, Include started as my senior thesis in design school back in 2006. Um, but it, it started through the lens of accessibility and saw a guy in a wheelchair actually struggle while exercising. So like my thesis was an accessible piece of fitness equipment and ended up winning some international design awards that got a lot of eyes on it and created an opportunity to push it further. Uh, over the years, it evolved into a, a smart digital functional trainer that we put in clinics. We launched it in 18. And it was um, kind of think of maybe tonal, if you will, but clinical grade. And we installed it in clinics and it would enable digital therapists to uh, enable therapists to create digital plans, send them to machine, guide patients through, you know, collect the data on their performance, bring it back. Um, but then we ended up doing a partnership with Cincinnati Children's in collaboration with the Air Force that got us into computer vision. And when, when COVID hit, it really shifted our entire business where we shut down the machine side. And when originally we got into computer vision, trying to get beyond machines, COVID made it clear we need to go beyond the clinic. And really that evolution is what brought us to what our platform is today. Yeah. So why don't, why don't you give us Ryan a, a quick overview of, you know, include health and, you know, kind of what, what you guys are doing and. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we digitize physical therapy. Uh, we do it through computer vision. And, you know, we partner with existing musculoskeletal providers. So health systems, physical therapy networks, orthopedic practices. Uh, we also do work with the government, uh, both the VA and the Air Force. And really our focus is extending care beyond the clinic and doing it in hybrid models. And so that blend of on-site and remote based on what's right for that patient. And so our entire platform is web-based. So it runs on laptops, tablets, phones. Uh, and essentially, the therapist creates a digital plan. It emails it and texts it to the patient. They pull it up on their own device. It essentially just opens up a smart website, turns on their front-facing camera, and is going to guide them through their, their physical therapy program in real time with real-time feedback while we're quantifying their performance, we're tracking their range of motion, their motion quality, and then we're sending all that back to the PT instantaneously. So that really just lets us think about new ways of hybrid care, whether that's under a fee-for-service or value-based models. Yeah, that's a, that's incredible, especially just you know in the in the environment that we're in through COVID, but you know especially for physical therapy specifically, who are you know really tightening up the belt, trying to find ways meaningfully diversify and garner more revenue, but also bring quality of care to their patients. How does you know, how, how does this make an impact for a physical therapy clinic um, that, that you see, you know, being able to do that? And, and what does it do for the future frontier for them? Sure. I mean, I think there's a couple ways of looking at it. One of them just from like a clinical perspective. 
I mean, there all the studies show like essentially the more physical therapy you get, the better off you are. But practically speaking, the max you're going to show up into a clinic is twice a week, right? And so you you have limited access to that physical therapy. Um, through our platform, we're able to really extend that physical therapist connection to that patient into their home where they can access that care anytime, anywhere on any device. And it's much different than, you know, the printouts on a piece of paper and, hey, do these exercises at home. It's like, okay, look, I'm going to be able to guide you through your squats, track your range of motion. If you don't go beyond 60 degrees, we're not going to count it kind of deal, right? Give you real-time feedback. And so it really strengthens that connection between the patient and the clinician. And that really just drives outcomes, drives accountability. And so that's fantastic from a clinical standpoint. And then you also, of course, have to have it make sense economically. And so it's been pretty interesting to where under fee-for-service models in 22 is when remote therapeutic monitoring first debuted. And finally, being able to have these therapists get reimbursed for remotely monitoring those patients in between visits. And so we've really been working with the industry, helping unlock those workflows and figure out how to optimize those deployments. And then, you know, the continued rise of value-based care and being able to manage the costs, uh, the musculoskeletal costs of populations, you know, really with a hybrid model and doing it as effective as possible. So we've partnered with a few different providers that have, have won those contracts and being able to manage the cost of these lives through a blend of their on-site care and through our tech. So what does unlocking digital MSK for providers look like? I mean, it's, it's actually fairly straightforward in that whenever you get physical therapy, you're always given home exercises. And I kind of, I mentioned this, usually though it's in the form of, you know, a piece of paper or maybe just some videos to watch. It's not very engaging, right? There's statistically like less than 15% of people actually do those at home. And so, but, you know, unlocking it means, okay, let's give the clinicians a platform that they can easily send to their patients, have it run on any device, but make it personalized, make it interactive, make it engaging so they actually do their exercises, right? And bring all that back to them instantaneously. So it just is bridging the gap of the connection when that patient is not within the four walls of the clinic. Yeah, that's I, I mean, being somebody who who has had surgery on a shoulder and done the knee redos and, uh, you know, the when sure. you get a large scale shoulder surgery, you just literally lean your shoulder against the wall for, you know, five sets of 30 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's not very engaging if you do that in your own home. <laughs> so it's but it, you, when you think of yeah. that, though, you know, you have the care and transition through that, um, you know, what, what's the extension for physical therapy? I mean, so now you're, you're getting the care on site, brick and mortar, whether it's in a health system or outpatient clinic, and then you're, you're getting this adherence from home or anywhere you are. What does that look like after the treatment cycle is done for physical therapy? And, you know, where, mm -hmm. where does your technology kind of support that piece of it? Yeah, I mean, it, it gets really interesting because, I mean, the tech is all asynchronous, right? This isn't like the PT is sitting on the other side on a video conference. This is like, okay, I can set it up for you and the computer vision can give you the real-time feedback. And you can do this on your own time. What that does is that unlocks being able to be connected with that patient beyond the episode. And so, you know, physical therapy is one of the very few disciplines where you actually discharge a patient and you never see them again. And that can be problematic on both sides, right? They both sides want to stay connected. Um, a few of the more progressive programs go into like self-paced services so you can stay connected and get more into like a wellness program. 
Um, but it still requires going into the clinic, and sometimes that causes issues because you have other you know patients in a you know acute care that ne- that need those facilities. So what's really interesting here is when you discharge a patient, that patient can continue access on this platform and still be able to access that PT's you know, expertise in those programming and still be able to stay healthy because at the end of the day, it's not like you do physical therapy for six weeks and then you shouldn't do it again. Like in theory, you should be staying active. Movement is medicine and continuing to do that. And this lets you do that in a very efficient and connected way. So Ryan, were you able to attend the recent health conference? I did. Yeah, I went I went to health in Vegas um, and it was quite the uh, quite the spectacle. I've been to like the consumer electronics show multiple times, like pre-COVID and all. And while that's technically a bigger conference, I would say that health was more impressive than than CES has been in the past. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the conference and maybe some of the connections you made there that you feel like will be, you know, imperative to your platform or, you know, new milestones ahead. Sure. Um, You know, going there was interesting to where you always have a variety of meetings pre-planned of people that you, you want to get connected with there. Um, but what's interesting is, I mean, that was really the first health conference I've been at since pre-COVID. And there were multiple people that I just ran into randomly that I have met virtually over the last three years. And you weren't even planning on seeing them. They're like, oh, hey, there you are. Hey, hey, it's nice to meet you. And you go, you know, catch up with what people are doing. And, you know, you form partnerships from investors, from customers from collaborators right and you're really also just able to kind of galvanize those relationships that you've only seen through a screen for so many years um so it was really it was really great to to do that and i think it's it was also really interesting to see the the split of you know everyone feels that healthcare is going through its renaissance and there's a lot of opportunity to drive efficiencies and access to care uh, there's a very divided perspective on whether you can do that through the existing system or you have to create your own. And so I continue to get intrigued with the different perspectives and approaches and and what will ultimately be the best solution for the patients. Because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. What do you think is the best solution? I think it is through the existing system. So the, the, all the technology in the world is fantastic, right? Um, But you also have to navigate human behavior. And when someone has an issue, nine times out of 10, they don't go to like their employer and say, what tech solution do I have available to solve this? They usually say, hey, I'm going to go to my local provider. This hurts. Can you check me out and put me on a plan? And so, I mean, that's just how people access care. And so I think the real opportunity is to be able to weave technology in there so you can still have that face-to-face in-person interaction that people want and feel like you get that quality of care, but you can augment that through tech. Now, there's challenges of doing that because the existing system has its infrastructure and process, but I think ultimately that's what's going to prevail. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting kind of clo- closing comment, Ryan, is just every business is going through how is technology going to support me versus supplant me. And I think it's interesting to kind of see mm-hmm. what those debates are, whether it's healthcare or insurance on our end. You know, it's all about how do you elevate the human experience and kind of bring them to a better place. And it's really cool to see the type of work that you're doing. So thank you for hopping on with us. No, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, Ryan. And that's another episode of Let's Cover That. Mm-hmm.